Anchors. We are back. It is May 2nd. Uh, this is following the 2022 NFL Draft where the Lions have completely transformed their franchise in one weekend. We are looking forward to talking about everything that happened <laughs> this past weekend and the NFL Draft. There is a lot to talk about, a lot of Kool-Aid going down this weekend and into this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, so just really hyped to talk about it. But before we get into all that, I'm Big Z. Let's get to the rest of the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. We got UJ. Hey, Lions fans. Connor. What up? And Bob. Hello. Drinking that Kool-Aid. Loving it. All right, gentlemen, listeners. So the Lions have wrapped up the NFL draft for 2022. Uh, just to break, We're going to break down all these guys and what they mean for our team, but just a really quick rundown of who we drafted. So at number two, overall, in the draft, the Lions picked Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Whoa, go blue. Let's go. <laughs> we got Hutch. We got Hutch. We'll get into him in a moment. The Lions then trade up to number 12 with the Vikings. Uh, they gave up 34, or 32, 34, and 66 to get 12 and 46. Uh, and they get Jamison Williams, what? wide receiver. Take, take that, Packer fans. Alabama. Take that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, love man. I love and that. Then at, and then at 46 in the second round, uh, they go Joshua Pascal, the D-lineman out of Kentucky. Fight those kneecaps, oh, baby. Yeah. Then in the third round, I pick number 97, that comp pick. Uh, this is the Kenny Galladay pick, you, can, you could say, uh, for letting him go in free agency. Kirby Joseph, the safety out of Illinois. Z's favorite uh, college. Kirby. Illinois. Yeah. yeah. Then in the fifth round, we had James Mitchell, the tight end out of Virginia Tech. In the sixth round, two picks. <clears throat> Malcolm Rodriguez, linebacker out of Oklahoma State. Uh, then James Houston, the edge rusher, uh, outside linebacker from Jackson State. And then in the seventh round, Chase Lucas, a cornerback out of Arizona State. So let's get back in the first round. Now we talked about it on our live stream. If you tune into live stream, Listen to this podcast. Thank you so much for doing that. A uh, big shout out to our producer, Kid J, for all the work he did on yeah, that Kid J. live stream. Kid J, crushed man. it. Um, but now, now that we've had a few days to reflect on it, it I got, let's just go with the first pick, though, here, because a lot of people think the Lions got a steal at number two in this draft, because a lot of people think Aiden Hutchinson was the best player in this draft, and the Jaguars went with Trayvon Walker. That was weird. Uh, and I, I, we're all ecstatic. It, it just, this seems like such. Is it too good to be? Does this seem like too good to be yeah. true? Like this is such yes. a perfect marriage of player, city, and coaching staff, and yeah, even it GM does. to that matter. Grew up high school, college in Michigan. It's perfect, exactly. Like thir- fourteen miles from Allen Park, right, or fourteen minute, or something like that. Yeah, half an hour from Ford Field. Uh, I mean, his whole life is in Michigan <laughs> now, and he wanted to be here too. It's yeah. not like, you yeah. know, I know he wanted to be. Here. I love how quickly the Lions had that pick in too. like the moment they knew Walker <laughs> was off the board. It was boom. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you see cool. the quote that the, the Lions said, like the NFL got mad at them for giving them the pick too fast? Yeah, because they see. were that excited. I saw and that. knew exactly who they wanted. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't hear that. <laughs> really? They said that? Yeah, yeah it was on oh, Peter man. King's uh, podcast. He had a, a or he, he said <laughs> an inside source from the Lions told him the NFL got mad at the Lions for giving them the, there, yeah. there's that quote like said if Aiden Hutchins in there the line should be sprinting up to the stage and yeah they the should card. run that's, as fast as they that can that sounds like exactly what <laughs> happened in this instance they literally ran as fast as they could because he was clearly their number one player on their board did, did Hutch almost give it away a little though they were interviewing him before the picks before the first pick even took place he says well you know I'd, I'd love to go to the Lions you know and it says just but whoever drafts me I know whether it's Florida or wherever I'm gonna be you know doing my best or whatever like but he sort of like hinted that he kind of wanted. But I'm sure. I mean, a lot of people. And maybe I'm reading too much into me. it. I, don't know. I thought I, they were going for Kayvon until it happened. He did I mean, a lot of interview with the the Lions website, and he said he, he had no idea going hmm. that he was going to be picked. He was hopeful. I mean, hopeful. Yeah. I, I, I think he knew that he wasn't going number one going into the night because all the reports were saying Trayvon Walker, and I, I'm sure he would have known by the draft night if he was going number one or not at that point. Dude, why would he? Why would you assume that? Why? Uh, Why? I mean, the team has nothing to hide if they're picking their guy that they know they're going to pick. <laughs> I'm sure they oh, were in so, contact so all with the, the, all those the leaks player. coming out that Trayvon. You think that's all just okay? It, all it right. wasn't I'm just. It wasn't smoke. It ended up being true. All, all of it. Well, it did. Yeah, no, it did. So okay. Yeah. Right. I, I, 
I wouldn't. I'm, I'm sure he uh, he knew he was not going number one, and I'm sure that's why he's extended. But anyways, let's get into the football of it all. <laughs> Hutchinson, okay. what does he bring to this team that we didn't have before? Like, I just want to hear in your guys' words why uh, we're we excited. have our barbarian <laughs> man. We have a guy who's just going to destroy defenses or offenses, and uh, oh my god, just just picture him out there, six seven, two sixty five, just an animal. I mean, what he did in college was unbelievable. They compare him to the Bosa brothers, which is probably a fair comparison, I say. Uh, but I think this guy could even be maybe even better than these guys. He he's just just an incredible football player, tenacious, and uh, I just can't wait to see him in a Lions uniform. Can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be and, awesome. And Z, what I think this really adds that we didn't have on defense is blue chip talent. We needed somebody to yeah. go out there and make plays. You know, splash plays. This this is gonna be our guy, and and what I love, he's got the motor, you know. Like uh, Campbell keeps talking about, he wants people love football. I know everybody plays football; they love it, but he wants people to like get excited about football, you know. And that's that's Hutch. Yeah, he's got that in his DNA. So. <laughs> yeah, I, he seems almost unschemable in certain ways. Like he'll always be there to make plays, no matter what the offense is doing. And I think that's a guy you can rally behind. And his leadership too. He's a Typical Dan Campbell guy. They went for a lot of leadership in this draft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Hutch is a guy you can absolutely just rally the defense around every week in and week out. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this, is, this is a guy living his dream, too, man. I mean, yeah, this is, like, this is the type of guy that doesn't leave the building. Like, he wants to be better than everybody all the time. Uh, <laughs> I, I like this, uh, this quote for him uh, just in the draft process. Uh, and this is from Dane Brugler uh, in the athletic as well as right up. But he plays with maniacal effort and chase skills uh, or uh, football lifer with elite preparation and practice habits. This is a direct quote from Hutchinson. I'm willing to die for this. I swear I want it more than anyone. I promise you that. <laughs> I like that. Quote. <laughs> All right. I like that quote a lot. And I, I think that's that um, you see that in his play, too. I mean, just uh, he never gives up on a play uh, from the backside or anything like that. Uh, full motor all the way. Yeah. Uh, and how do you and, think yeah. the Lions love this, the way this worked out? Because, I mean, now he's like the top skilled player that they wanted and everything. But he's yeah. from Detroit. He's from Michigan. You know, he played at Michigan. Oh, he's, yeah. It, oh, yeah. From, from a marketing standpoint, this is like amazing. I mean, Oh, the jersey sale is oh, yeah. going to be through it's the roof. Come yeah. Everyone, yeah. every Michigan <laughs> fan I know, Hutch was their favorite player. And almost all those Michigan fans are Lions fans, too. So it's it's just awesome. The perfect marriage. Team. That's what I'm saying. Is it too good to be true? I know. Right? <laughs> When's the last time saying that? <laughs> When's the last time we really lucked out in the draft like this? Calvin Johnson, maybe? Like I don't even know. It's yeah, uh, yeah. Sue. But even when we had Calvin, the team didn't seem to have a direction. I, this team seems to have a direction. I think the so Dominican this... Sue would be another uh, instance of us looking out That's because true. <laughs> yes, Sue, Jamarcus Sue Russell. Wait, that, yeah. that was no, that was the Calvin Johnson draft. Marcus Russell, right? That story about Jamarcus Russell yeah. visiting the Lions was crazy. <laughs> Where that was awesome. The interview was so awful that they tried to warn the Raiders about him, <laughs> and they took him. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't know if it's true, but that's so many red flags. Yeah, so many red flags um, with that one. But man, uh, getting Agent Hutchinson, incredible. Um, I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about with him. But I mean, just you know, our edge now with if Aquara can get back to any sort of health, um. Then and and add what Charles Harris did last year to the edge, and then the Lions spent their yeah. most ever picks on defense in one draft in this one. <laughs> uh, besides uh, James Mitchell and Jameson Williams, it, it's all defense in this draft. Uh, so really emphasizing we their weakness from last year. Yep. Yeah. Um. But man, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, if he if those cornerbacks can continue to grow and we can continue to ramp up the um pressure on quarterbacks i i've always believed you build from the d line so getting a guy like this just truly makes me over overjoyed <laughs> oh yeah and yeah, they me, it, me too Rike, i mean they, they've been trying to beef up that line uh last i know years. how about it bob, bob quinn helped build the offense line for, i mean whatever your opinions about him i mean he he, he spent he a lot of capital on the offensive line and now we got uh Brad Holmes coming here, spending a lot of capital on the D line. Yeah, so trenches, baby, build those trenches. Um, That's right. It's really exciting. Um, and I, I know we're all excited to see what uh, he can do. Let, let's move now to the twelfth pick, though, uh, with Jamison Williams. 
the lines trade up. Uh, a lot of people did not see this coming, if anybody. Um, Bob, I, I know at least you had him behind your board. I am number one wide receiver on my board. And this is a good, this is a super deep wide receiver class. Oh, yeah. Um, but man, like when Jamison Williams was in games for Alabama, he was unguardable. And if he doesn't get hurt, they probably beat Georgia. <laughs> oh, he's so fast. Uh, oh, yeah. And he's a guy that, that we haven't had that. They, he could score from anywhere on the field. You know, if we're late in the game and we need a touchdown, a long touchdown, he as a possible we'll get it with him. You know, Guy yeah. can, his speed is ridiculous. I mean, he's so fast. Yeah, he it's, didn't run a forty, he, but uh, they projected like with GPS said, and stuff four three yeah. speed. About he said he was going to run the fastest of all time if he had run it right. Hmm. That's yeah, what he claimed. He did. <laughs> he did. Did Did you guys? <laughs> uh, it's curious to see. I don't know if you saw what they ended up offering for Debo, but apparently it was a first and a third. Hmm. Um, so you take that, really? but not number for, two, I would imagine number 30. No. So 32 and 66 are the probable picks. So you take 32, 66, you take Debo in the last year of his deal. And then you have to sign him to like a hundred million dollar extension. Uh, I'd rather have Jamison Williams. I, I think the way it worked out is much better. I don't know how I you guys do. feel, but five years on a rookie deal of a receiver that could, I be mean, it's better. all speculative. We'll see when in time, we'll see, but, but like, to me, right, right now, this feels like a win over the situation. Yeah, I think I'd rather have that too, because I, I don't think we're ready to invest that big in a wide receiver yet. So, <laughs> yeah, that was what's that nice about it, this trade. They didn't really give up a lot to move up. They didn't. They still have their two first rounders from next year. So we're we got two first yep. rounders this year. Right. You know, my initial feeling was that the trade was pretty fair trade for both sides. My gut feeling was, and as it turned out, according to most measurements, we kind of got the better end of that deal. So. uh yeah, it was an awesome trade. <laughs> yeah, if you go by that Jimmy Johnson trade chart, the Lions won this. Yeah. There's another advanced one out there. Lions won it uh, based on the value that was traded. Um, yeah. I, 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 but I think having a guy like this uh, really changes the dynamic of the offense in an extremely positive way. Again, Jameson Williams, six foot one and a half, one eighty, uh, from St. Louis, actually down south. Cardinal Cardinal Ritter High School. Uh, he went to Ohio State for two years, <laughs> and then transferred out because he couldn't crack the starting lineup so there. So many rejects from Ohio State. Yeah, isn't it wild? Yeah. I mean, he's only at Alabama for a year. Burrow, the, Burrow. The two guys <laughs> that were ahead of him were drafted before him. You know. I mean, yeah, that's how good right. that class was. You know. Yeah, I, I think I think Williams is better than Olave. I was shocked to see uh, Olave go before Williams. I do too. Do you think the, the I think like the Olave, injury? but I agree. You think the injury pushed him back a little? Absolutely, I think so. I, I think it had something to do with it for sure. But I mean, by all accounts, he's almost—he's going to probably be ready to go like halfway through training camp. Uh, I think yeah. he'll get limited reps, probably to start the season. Even I'm, like, I think they're going to really want to be cautious with him. So, if you oh, want to yeah. see him like get a hundred yards week one, I, I, I would temper those expectations a little bit. I wonder. Hey, so you probably. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. I wonder if there's still stigma around the ACL thing in the NFL because it feels like at this point an ACL tear is almost nothing maybe to a degree but definitely not to the extent it was um I, I mean obviously it's not why that he, big because they, they traded I'm just up curious for why he fell to 12 though I, I thought he would have gone a little I don't know I mean a lot of these people like there's not much separating these wide receivers and a yeah. lot of other people's eyes uh, didn't so. it seem like he was upset that he fell to 12 yeah mm -hmm. it did yeah uh, yeah he was mad he's gonna I use mean, that a lot of it, his motivation Olave probably is better just straight line speed, I, and that, that's what I think the Saints were looking for, just a guy that like can just run straight and beat some people down the field. Because uh, Olave only had, like, five broken tackles last year. Like, he doesn't break tackles at all. He, this is a guy that just runs down the field and gets open. Jamison Williams, or Jameis Winston, their quarterback, is known for just launching balls downfield. Uh, so yeah. I think that they were trying to merit that up more. And Jameson Williams is more of a... The guy you move around a little bit, and uh, he's more of a like a route runner type. With obviously with great speed, but maybe that's I'm, I'm just trying to think how the Saints were thinking. But. I was so excited though because I I was at I wasn't able to watch the draft with you guys, but when I found out that they got Williams, I was so hyped because that was the one guy I wanted for, yeah. for receiver in the first round. I was like, I don't want to waste the first rounder on that, but but with him, I think that's like a difference maker, and it's it's oh. amazing. And Brad Holmes. Absolutely. The way he did this, I don't know if you guys read the free press article today. They've been setting up that trade for like a month before this. I mean, mm, really? didn't know necessarily know it would be Jameis Williams. You know, no one's telling what they're what they were thinking. But but if it was falling the right way, he called Minnesota beforehand. He's like, "Are we still on?" He's like, yep, "We're still on." You know, and then they they pulled the trigger. Really? Yeah. Awesome. That's interesting. I was kind of wondering that too during the draft uh, how they set that up. But wow, I didn't realize that far ahead they were planning. Yeah. It. 
That's awesome. So, there were so many trades. It was you crazy. have to. I think you have to. Uh, I mean, they've that's his job, right? So uh, yeah, and Minnesota filled some needs for them. So you know, maybe that'll. You know, I don't know. I thought the draft was like Moneyball. Remember when he wanted that one player, and in like five minutes he made six phone Monte calls, Mac and all of a sudden or... he had the player he wanted. Boom, done. Oh, draft day. Draft done, day, I mean, huh? or draft day? Was it draft day? Oh, it's Moneyball. Oh, Moneyball. Okay. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Did you remember that scene? Hey, I want that. I need a uh, reminder. I think. Can't remember the guy's name, but I just I want that player. Just, okay. Uh, she starts making phone calls. And oh yes, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> next thing you know, five minutes later, boom. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I guess it doesn't work like that. But uh, I know Rudd Dog isn't on here, but uh, I, I I think that spells a little more trouble for Cephas, in my opinion. He says no, <laughs> but I think he's naive. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You bring in two starting receivers, it's just it's not good news for anyone. Down right. So lines have a really interesting receiving core now. I mean, especially with the turnover from the uh, two years ago, um, with Shark. Amon Ra, now you got Williams, um, Khalif Raymond, and who can win that fifth spot? It's a little up in the air. Yeah. What a difference from a year ago when we started the season with nothing in the receiver yeah. room. I mean, Amon Ra, Amon Ra was a rookie. We didn't know what he was going to do then. And it just is pretty uh, devoid of talent. So it was like uh, yeah. Goff would always be uh, throwing to Swift or Hawk, Swift or Hawk, you know? <laughs> Until yeah. Things got better later, but well, God better get that arm tuned up, man, and throw deep. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this Jameson Williams is gonna be flying down that field, baby. I said Williams. Well, I, I was just, reading. Oh, yeah, go ahead. See, I, I just just throw it out there. You, you probably have the stats right in front of you. His college stats of how many like plus seventy yard catches and plus fifty yard catches uh, that Williams had, had last year. I don't know if I have it was ridiculous. Right he had like up, he had like four or five over seventy yards. He had like ten over fifty. I know he averaged forty nine I mean, and a half yards per touchdown. Just ridiculous. And he had fifteen touchdowns. You know, <laughs> so. to the house in the SEC. You know, just, yeah, it's the new Hall Pass. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, that includes big <laughs> games. Uh, the game in the SEC championship, and that, well, I mean, even in the first quarter and a half of the national championship against Georgia, which it just had fifteen. Well. The entire Georgia defense pretty much got drafted in this draft. They set a single draft record for most players on a single team drafted with 15, which is nuts. That's amazing. That was a good Georgia team. Makes um, sense to but, but I'm saying Jamison Williams lit up this all-time talented defense. Oh, yeah, he did. You're I right. think that's a great sign. Uh, mm -hmm. And I just want to know, the, the thing I was going to say was um, Brandon Cooks is the last kind of like super speedy receiver that Jared Goff had, and him and Brandon Cooks uh, – did very well together on the Rams. And I think they could, they see a lot of that uh, possibly at Jameson Williams here or, or even better. <laughs> yeah. And I, so. I, I saw Williams was talking in an interview. He, they're like, what's your comp for yourself? You know, and he's Randy Moss is kind of like the guy that he <laughs> identifies with Randy Moss. Yeah. And he likes, oh, man. cause he's like, Randy Moss has the speed, but he also did all the other stuff in the game too. Cause, cause this guy's a baller, man. He does kick returns. He does. I mean, I don't know yep. how the lions are using, but, He's willing to to do all kinds of stuff. So, yeah this this is so exciting uh, to have him on our <laughs> offense. Uh, another top, hopefully a top tier wide receiver uh, for many years to come. Uh, he'll wear number one. Uh, so yeah, ninety seven and number one uh, for our first rounders here. I like that a wide receiver wears number one. I think that takes a lot of uh, swagger and confidence to pull off. Yeah, he's got opinion. it. So let's now let's hop down to the, uh, round two with uh, Josh Pascal, D Lyman out of Kentucky. Uh, the first, I mean, the first thing that you read about him is how high character of a guy this is. Uh, battle cancer, like a melanoma thing, uh, like it had something to do with skin cancer, relatively. Um, that kind of wiped him out for early in his career, at Kentucky. But then he became the first and ever only uh, three-time captain in Kentucky team history. Um, more known as an edge, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, a run stopper than a pass rusher at this point uh, coming into his career. Uh, six, two and a half, 268. Uh, had five and a half sacks, 15 and a half tackles for loss last year. 
um, for Kentucky, which is a solid defense. But uh, yeah. your guys' thoughts on the Lions here at 46? Uh, people thought maybe they go for N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean fell all the way to 83 in this draft. Yeah, the they must not have valued um, him. I like the pick a lot. He's a little small, but he's very explosive, and I think he's got that disruptive quality they're looking for. Mm. So hopefully any linebackers they do have this year can can find ways to exploit that. Um, are you talking about Dean or are you talking about Pascal? Pascal. Okay. And also, if you haven't seen his dentist ad that he did. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have to watch that. You have to watch it's it hilarious. right after this pod. It's awesome. <laughs> Very funny. That is funny. Yeah, I didn't know much about this guy before the draft, but uh, from everything I read, he seems like a, a good fit for the Lions. I'm excited to see him play. Yeah, I I didn't know nothing about him. He wasn't even on my radar, to be totally honest with you. But uh, after reading up on him and everything, I can see why they picked him. Super athletic for his size, which seems to be a trend of all their picks is super athleticism. Yeah. Uh, and and plus, we went for more edge, which means they're committed to getting this pass rush down, man. So, yeah, I after uh, contemplating it for a while, I think I'm pretty happy with this pick. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how good he is against the pass. But at the very least, his specialty coming in uh, right now is a rotational the end uh, who can stop the run and the lines need to stop the run. Uh, that was a problem for them last year. Although I think that was more in the interior than the exterior to a degree. Although if you go watch Julian Aquara, try to stop the run, it's ugly. So, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see at the end that it can stop the run. I mean, we, we have a deep uh, rotation at the end, I think uh, to a degree. Now, if Austin Bryant, uh, can do something in that rotation that that would be fast because he showed some flashes last year. I don't think consistent necessarily. He showed flashes, but he got. I think he's in trouble on this roster he's personally. Yeah. But again, we have Charles Harris. If he can come back and do what he rep, if he can replicate what he did last year, even grow more uh, in his second year in this defense, uh, that's exciting. And then of course, like uh, pairing it with uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Just uh, I love it. We built a young D line here with uh, Neil, Awuzirike, Hutchinson, and now Pascal. Uh, it's exciting stuff. In my opinion, yeah, it is absolutely. Um, but and then Pascal 265, uh, some people think he need to add like 10 pounds. So, again, that that adding that weight is tough to do now. I mean, he can do it, he can add 10 pounds probably before the season if they want him to. Um, but I expect the lead for him more to come in the second year. Yeah, uh, they talk about I'm him at church, the uh, the Pascal mysteries. I don't, I don't know what those are, but. Something in the Catholic Church, you guys probably are better versed. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> All right. How long did you have that joke lined up? I'm just <laughs> no, I just thought of it. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So Lions, uh, they trade away pick 66 again to get Jamison Williams. So they wait, they wait, they wait until the third round, get Kirby Joseph, the safety, out of Illinois. So another Big Ten guy. You got to be happy, yeah. Big Z, Z, with the Illinois. Yeah, pick. yeah, Z squad you know? there. Do you, do you remember watching him? Because you know you watch the Illinois football. Oh yeah, no. yeah. Five interceptions, three forced fumbles uh, this year. Uh, th- this is first year starting, but he he was not good under Lovey Smith. Uh, and then Brett Belimo came to Illinois and uh, transformed that defense really quick, which is kind of funny because. He's not a defensive guy, and Lovey Smith was supposed to be. Although, I I just like I, I think it's hilarious. Lovey Smith gets fired from Illinois, and now he's the head coach of the Texans. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, interesting career trajectory for Lovey Smith. But um, yeah. Anyways, Kirby Joseph only started for one year, um, but he took advantage of that one year this year. Like I mentioned, five interceptions, uh, let, leading like top 10 in the country in picks and, and three force fumbles. So this is a guy that can come up um, and hit somebody out of that safety position. But I think what they really like him for um, is how he can, how he's just an instinctive football player from that safety position, a ball hawk over the middle, uh, something the Lions have lacked. Uh, even for all the good Tracy Walker does, he's not a huge uh, tur- like turnover machine by any means. Uh, no. He's yeah. a guy that gets right there. He, he can make the hits, but he, uh, he doesn't quite. He's not a ball hawk. He wouldn't call him a ball hawk. And this guy, at least in, in college, in his one year, uh, all, you know, it was that. And another super athletic guy, um, like UJ mentioned. I think RAS average RAS score the Lions were third in this draft class overall of the thirty-two teams, which is the second year they finished in the top five in a row. So two years under Brad Holmes, 
looking for athletes like UJ mentioned. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, what do you guys think? think? Thing. The safety. We were we were looking for safety. A lot of us mocked yeah. the safety some point in here. None of us Kirby Joseph, but uh, yeah, your thoughts? No. Well, we thought they'd take one a little earlier, to be honest yeah. with you, until they made that trade. Well, you know, the so, safety but, I was picked right before this in 96 was my I prediction. Know. I was like, oh, I know. man, I, know, I, I know. almost got it. Nick Cross out of Maryland. When they <laughs> yeah. traded up in front of the Lions. I do wonder if they would have picked Nick Cross if he was there. But I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. I think one thing they like about this guy, I just want to mention this real quick. He's he's only played the position, I think, for a year. Right. year and a half or something. So he, he's kind of like a blank slate to these coaches. I mean, they can train this guy guy out the way they want to and uh i think they can get a lot out of this guy the way our coaches have shown they can do that with players so they're kind of working with a blank slate here and i think that'll help our coaching staff yeah so he he, he he came in as a safety they do have eye under lovey smith and then his junior he he wasn't getting playing time he barely played so he tried playing wide receiver the first half of the se- season on his junior year then they moved him back to safety again after that well and it's probably good to get, get practice year. catching balls because you want to pick this yeah, well hey, yeah. but uh z you're talking about you know did they want him I, I i saw an interview with holmes and uh if he's telling the truth on this they were okay. shocked that he was still there at 97 so they like jumped all over it because they were they thought he was gonna go a lot earlier than that so they seem to be high on him so that's good yeah yeah i, I think curious. uh yeah go ahead Carrie. No, I'm just curious how he, he's going to track, like if he's going to be more of a special team guy or if they're going to try and rotate him in quickly. Why? Well, I, um, I, I, I they'll know. rotate I'm, that, him that's, in. That's not, a knock, that's not a knock thing. I'm just curious, like, what their early season plan is No, that's a good question. I mean, like, plan is like for we mentioned, yeah, like you mentioned, like, or Bob mentioned, everybody mentioned, like, his, he doesn't have a lot of experience at the position necessarily. Um, So, absolutely, I think they'll rotate him in. Yeah, I guess uh, he's gonna spend the, the summer projects. with Will yeah. Harris hanging out, and they're gonna uh-huh. he's gonna Don't. take him under his wing. <laughs> hey, I can show you how to I can show you how to miss twenty tackles a year. <laughs> Let me show you. <laughs> and then still oh, get the boy. coaches raving about we do, you. We do tackling drills where <laughs> we do tackling drills where you put your arms on your side, then you wrap yourself in ceramic tape, and then you try to tackle the guy. And that's my that's our tackling technique. <laughs> um, anyways. Mm. <laughs> Um, but Kirby Joseph, another interesting thing about him, all, all these guys really uh, have multi-sport backgrounds. But interesting with him is that he's like a huge volleyball player uh, throughout a lot of his uh, life. And he'll, he said he'll go ball on the court anytime. But when he says that, he means volleyball, not basketball. Uh, so he's a big jumper. Uh, and, it, you know, I, I love those multi-sport athletes. A lot of these guys in the draft uh, you, you see get yeah. drafted are multi-sport athletes. Uh, so, but just a little different sport than you usually see volleyball. Hey, Connor, um, maybe your crew can take him on. Cause I know Connor and his crew, they want to do the top gun scene and wear like jeans and no shirts and true. aviators on the <laughs> beach. Like we're take- doing a beach volleyball league <laughs> this May. So maybe I'll reach out and see if he wants to be a part of it. There you go. There you top go. Top gun two comes out later this month too, by the way. Everyone should see it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, so Lions, no fourth rounder. Uh, they had to wait a while. They wait 80 picks till round five. Uh, Jake Ferguson went in round four, I should mention. Uh, UJ had him in round three. Somebody here had him in round I had him in four. round like seven or something. I had him round like five, uh, so, but he goes round four. Anyways, we did not get him, <laughs> despite three of us having him in the mocks, or maybe it's four of us, three or four of us. We did get a tight end, so. Yes, uh, hence my mentioning of the position, James Mitchell, <laughs> the tight end out of Virginia Tech. So yeah. you probably didn't hear about him recently because he's been hurt. Uh, he tore his ACL early last season, only had one touchdown. Um, but this is a guy that also tested really highly um, out of Virginia Tech, six foot four, two fifty. This is a pass catching tight end, uh, first and foremost. I heard he's a good blocker too, because that's what I've read on him. That that this guy can actually, or at block. least a willing blocker. Yeah. A willing blocker is what I read too. Well, uh, yeah. All right. Well, my source said just, good blocker, so I don't mm. better than a shitty blocker. <laughs> right. We don't need more shitty blocking tight ends. I can say that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, but we need someone who can block, so Hawk can go out and catch passes and quit trying. Block. Since Hawk doesn't want right. to block. <laughs> yeah. 
the hot well, the, block. I do want to know the li- <laughs> the Lions did sign Garrett Griffin uh, from the Saints, who D- Dan Campbell is yeah. familiar with, uh, who is a a pure blocking tight end. The guy's four catches in his career, and he's still a tight yeah. end for six years in the league. So he is a blocking tight end, uh, true and true and through. Or how, I don't know what you say, but he he, he you don't say it that way. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> That is their blocking tight end. Now, I don't know if they think Brock Wright they can get more out of him from the blocking. I, DJ Hawkinson, I've very well spoken about how I think he needs to improve on his blocking. Um, but it, it doesn't hurt to have another. And he can also play the H-back. Uh, that's kind of the tight end that you see go in the backfield uh, who kind of can be a lead blocker at times in the backfield but also come out of the backfield and catch passes. That's that's more of a newer position in the NFL, but it's definitely a Trending that way, like Kyle Uzcheck is used like that in a lot of ways with the 49ers, the H back. Uh, so James Mitchell, uh, expect him to be used more in the passing game, I'd say. But uh, the lines addressing a position that a lot of us had mocked at some point. Um, this is, I think, this is partly a futures pick too, because uh, I know we picked up Hawks option, but after that. You know, uh, he he may be demanding a hundred million dollars or whatever, and we may not sign him after that. And if this guy pans out, uh, you know, he could uh, keep us going in that room without, you know, uh, dropping off too much. If Hawk was to leave the I team, I hope we don't lose Hawk. Uh, no, I hope so too. I'm I'm just saying, but the Hawk. So we got Hawk for what two more years now? This year and next year, because we picked yeah, up his option, right. if I'm not mistaken. So, but after that, if if Hawk turns into this all world guy that we're hoping he does i mean if he's asking for 150 million dollars or something like that you know i don't know you gotta decide if he's one of the guys you want to spend that money on well you, you do and i mean i'm just saying i think holmes sees the sees the future but i think he he plays the long game too uh well with his picks so he's, the way the timing of these things is interesting sometimes especially with like guys like our own line and stuff like that we're we can have a turnover and still keep good guys and then rotate in other guys, you know, instead of just losing them all at once and all of a sudden have to fill gaps. And uh, it just seems like he's playing a long game here where we could be good for a long time without huge drop-offs and talent. Yeah. Am I wrong or I don't know. This is the way I kind of see the way Holmes is. uh, TJ Hawkinson is nowhere near that money. I would not pay him that right now. (laughs) Not right now. I mean, what if he years. turns into Kelsey this year or, or, you know, or Kittle or something like that? I mean, he could demand a huge. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's going to happen or whatever, but we don't know. Uh, just just to tell you what George Kittle's contract is, just uh, so you want some sort of comparison. Um, $75 million over, it looks like five years is his contract. So that's a healthy deal. That's high yeah. for a tight end. Uh it is, yeah. That's what I meant. It's crazy, though, now that, you know, you think there's no cap space, but all these teams make these big deals. Like, I don't know how the Browns pulled off that big contract. Like, and they plus have Baker Mayfield's yeah. contract. Like, where, how do you right. this, Somehow the cap works for everybody. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. a, it's you just a, make like it a, up. Yeah. It is really funny. Like, the Saints and the Steelers every year are like living on the edge of the cap, and they, they manage to do it. The Packers, uh, just managed to give Aaron Rodgers a boatload of money despite like being 40 million over the cap entering the offseason. They said yeah. that was a reason Adams couldn't get a uh, sign, but I mean, they gave him the franchise tag. They were paying Adams $20 million before he got traded. Like, yeah. I and they were, to, they, yeah. Were, they were willing to do it. Yeah. He just couldn't agree to a long-term contract, but they, they could have done it if he wanted to stay just for the one year. It's just crazy how the cap works. Yeah. Um, a lot of smart people in the front offices these days to make it happen. Um, but Lions, they still have a lot of one-year contracts, even on defense. And, like, Shark is only one-year, $10 million, So they, they, they have room to maneuver more than some of these other teams. Anyway, that's a different tangent. But uh, so James Mitchell tight end in the fifth round. Now let's move on to the next pick that a lot of people uh, said was the <laughs> Lions' best value pick. And, well, besides – if, if we get out of the first round, um, the third through the seventh, uh, a lot of people really excited about Malcolm Rodriguez, the linebacker yeah. out of Oklahoma State. 5'11", 232, so undersized for outside linebacker position uh, com- compared to, like, the average in the NFL. Um, but really quick, 4'5", 240, one, 
10 yard speed. Um, really good in coverage. Oklahoma State, really good defense, really solid defense last year. Led the team in tackle. He's a team captain. Uh, <laughs> I think yep. a, a theme with all these picks uh, for the Lions, but undersized, but a guy that can, you know, if he could get there, uh, at, le- at the very least in coverage, uh, I think a good solid coverage linebacker. 5'11. Shorter, yes, like we mentioned, but uh, be careful. Yeah. UJ doesn't like his smaller line. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Nakobe Dean, five eleven, midget, too, and he fell. Nakobe Dean fell for injury reasons. Uh, yeah. Well, this guy, if I read the thing right, I think he benched like thirty six times or something like that. You got his bench stats there at two twenty. Yeah, thirty six. Yep, thirty six bench press. Hawk did twenty eight. Now, granted, he's six six. It's harder with longer arms, and uh, Pascal did thirty. Uh, or I think he did a little more than Hawk. This kid, man, he's strong as hell, fast. Uh, I mean, you got to like it. Interesting pick. Yeah. Maybe before next year's draft, we could rack up 225 for the Kool-Aid crew to try it out and see how many we get. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that idea. <laughs> you might have to- <laughs> but to- total of like three between us yeah. all or something. I don't know. But um, 16 and a half uh, tackles for loss last year as well. So a guy that can fly into the backfield um, and make up and disrupt. You know, we were making fun of his, not making fun of it, but, you know, the name Rodriguez is uh, held by a lot of different people, and we were we were sharing these these different Rodriguez's in the chat. Oh, yeah. That was so, really funny. So just, so just for, for the, in honor of the late, great sports reporter Les Nesman, his nickname shall be from here on Chai Chai Rodriguez. <laughs> Chai Chai. Uh, yeah. Chai Chai Rodriguez. So, I like it. I so, it. That's... Les, we loved you, buddy. Yeah, WKRP reference for you youngsters out there. Don't know that yeah. show, but uh, we've uh, we've really addressed run defense in this draft. Oh yeah, I mean it's a major this pick concern. reflects that as well. And I think that's awesome because that was one of the primary concerns we all talked about last year on the defense. Yeah, yes, Malcolm, one of the Rodriguez. I don't know which one, but this guy, <laughs> Chai Chai, yeah. also checks that box a little bit. So and I absolutely, I right heard uh, Aaron Glenn talking about him and. Uh, how he's excited to get him. He loves the guy's motor and like the way how hard he plays. And he, and he said like in a couple of years, he'll be a starter in the league. So, Oh, so all right. And, and and he's also known for being like instinctual, like read the play, diagnose it really quick and just fly to the ball um, to try to make up for that lack of uh, size that he has. Yeah. Isn't that another thing we you're noticing with these guys too? They all seem to be highly instinctive players too, you know, Smart, besides the athletic scorers. Leaders, yeah. yeah. Instinctual leadership qualities, uh, yeah, athletic qualities. There's a definitely a trend here. <laughs> it's a likable team so far. We got. Yeah. Um. So Malcolm Rodriguez, be on the lookout for him. Linebacker. God only knows lines need help at that position. Um, if he can develop, I mean, again, this is six rounder, so temporary expectations, folks. But we're we're drinking a Kool Aid on him, obviously. And Tom Brady was a six rounder. <laughs> That's yes. a, everyone always goes ever. back to that one. He's yep. a day one day Why not? <laughs> hey, he's number 20 in college. You think he'll keep that number? No. 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 no, no. Um, That'd be awesome if he did. I think that would be gangster. If he I, one more note about him. He, <laughs> he played in 50 games in college and recorded six tackles in 40 of the 50 games. So uh, pretty, pretty find himself around the ball all the time. Let's get to the last two picks here. Uh, James okay. Houston, the edge out of Jackson State. This is the first player from a historically black college picked in this draft. There was end up being four. Um, but this guy is an absolute disruptor, at least uh, in that conference that he played in. Six foot, 244, 16 and a half sacks, seven forced fumbles, and 24 and a half tackles for loss. Yeah. Um, Did you see his, his, his nickname? The Problem. Yeah. The <laughs> <De> Problem. <laughs> That'd be great to Is have on the real? back of the yeah. back of the jersey. That's what they call them at school. The the problem. So I don't I don't know I don't know where who coined it or not, but uh, that's fun. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And I guess he didn't even play at Florida before he went to. I think I think he transferred. Yeah. yeah. He had uh, an so incident. Uh, right. Yeah. He had discretion. Yeah. Involvement with stolen credit cards uh, in 2017. Who doesn't? You know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. We've all had our incident <laughs> with the crab legs and the credit cards. Yeah. You know, everyone has their moment. Yeah, so he he transferred Jackson State uh, his senior year after being a backup at Florida, um, and hardly playing. Uh, so this is his chance. Uh, he played with Deion Sanders there at Jackson State, um, and lit it up. So uh, 
And it'll be interesting to see if he can develop into anything. Uh, four, five, five, 40, one, five, seven, 10 yards. Uh, so the guy's got the athleticism to compete. He's a little explosive. 11 foot, yeah. one inch broad jump. Uh, so really wow. explosive. That's On the shorter amazing. side, uh, at that six foot, 244 size. So more of like an outside linebacker. Definitely a stand up uh, guy, not, not a hand in the dirt as much. But, uh, and definitely you, a pass rusher first, I think, is what we're looking at him rather than a run stopper. I might have missed it, but did you get his wingspan in there? I'm just curious. His wingspan, 82 inches. Oh, that's not bad. Damn. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Slightly bigger than average. Yeah. So I thought it would be a little bit smaller given his size. but Well, they, they said Hutch has uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex arm. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't uh, seem to H- care about that. So Hutchinson you see is Aaron, uh, Aaron Glenn describing that was hilarious. He goes, "We're talking. People are worried his wingspan. We're talking like this much. <laughs> this, is, this much." <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny when he was doing it. Uh, Hutchinson anyway, is sorry, seventy-eight and uh, one-eighth inch arm span, a uh, wingspan. Trayvon Walker, eighty-four and three-fourths. <laughs> yeah. So wow. slight difference. Get you the number one pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got the measurables, but we got the skill. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Just to wrap up the last pick the Lions made in this uh, draft, seventh pick at 237, uh, Chase Lucas, the cornerback out of Arizona. Hey, Z, this is the guy, Chase Lucas, this is the guy who gives Connor hope. This guy's older than Connor, and he's drafted (laughs) in the NFL. (laughs) 25. Oh, man. That's a good point. I could still make it. You know, Jason Hansen once told me I could. In the NFL. He did. I was there, but and then he used that to do nothing. And then I used, and then I used that inspiration and never kicked in my life. You used it as an inspiration to podcast about the Lions. <laughs> yep. You you knew you'd already could do that because Sanson told you. So like, I'm gonna try something else. I like this pick. My one complaint is we didn't get a name guy. At no point in this draft did we get a great name. And round seven is where you get that name guy. Yeah, Smoke Monday didn't even uh we didn't get him an undrafted yeah, free agency. Disappointing. No, not Bear Hunter either. Uh, is Bear Hunter still available, or did he get uh, picked I, up? I, I didn't actually check to see. Uh, we I'm didn't get him. I know that. But, did you guys uh, know that if a bear puts shoes on, he still has bare feet? <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, okay. uh, I love that one. That's a good one. <laughs> um. Hey, what does a farmer say when he wants to get out of a conversation? I don't know. What does he say? I got a bail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me focus this conversation back really quick. I like that one. That was good. <laughs> Chase Lucas out of Arizona State, 5'11", 180. Uh, he played in college for six years. <laughs> um, <laughs> six years? Yeah. 2016 was his freshman, or he redshirted. Uh-huh. 2017 was his freshman year, where he was a freshman All-American. Where was he at the Delta House? Yeah. <laughs> where? <laughs> well, seven COVID years year. of college. COVID down year. The drain. Well, hopefully he okay. adjusts fast given his age. He doesn't really have time yeah. to spend three years figuring it out. I mean, yeah. this is a guy that's a consistent performer <laughs> for them. Um, has had some injury issues. If you go, if you go watch his tape. Uh, he, he cover guys every once in a while, but uh, he do, he do, like slants over the middle and such. He does leave a little room to be desired. I I wouldn't expect him to make the roster, but I mean, who knows? I I wouldn't have probably I probably wouldn't have said that about uh Jerry Jacobs, you know, going into training camp last year. So hopefully, yeah. they see something in this guy. Uh, four four. What classes did he take for six years? <laughs> four. He, he, he like, had a rhetoric like, degree what? for sure. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, Red Dog's not here to argue <laughs> with you right now, but uh... oh, I... <laughs> okay, bad, bad joke, bad joke. <laughs> Sorry, Red Dog, if you listen to this. Oh boy, four, oh, boy. Was... <laughs> four, four, just really quick on his measurables: four, four, eight, forty, one, five, two, a ten yard, ten foot eight broad jump. Uh, so all right, numbers. Yeah, um, like maybe shop class or something. <laughs> like he might have. Had... Uh, advanced. It could have been like Matt Liner. Or... Matt Liner in his fifth year, um, he took he... dance class. He took yeah. ballet. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe that was his only class. Double major <laughs> in rhetoric and ballet for Chase Lucas. Yeah, out of Arizona State when he wasn't partying. I know that's a big party school. 
Oh man. All right, gentlemen. Uh, so really quick, like Mark- <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to highlight, uh, or I'm just going to list the names on un- undrafted free agents that the Lions picked. Uh, we won't run through them too much, really. Uh, Greg Bell running back out of San Diego state, Cedric Boswell, uh, DB out of Miami, Ohio, Derek Deese tight end out of, uh, San Jose state, another receiving tight end had 730 receiving yards for them last year. Uh, Obina easy often to tackle out of TCU. They gave him the biggest, uh, guarantees out of all the undrafted free agents, $170,000, uh, often to tackle out of TCU, six foot six, 321 pound off the tackle lines looking for that backup tackle um i don't know if matt nelson is going to be in that role still or not but uh giving that type of money to undraft free agent signals that he has a good chance to compete for roster spot uh kevin jarvis guard tackle out of michigan state uh josh johnson wide receiver out of tulsa yeah, that's what? a red dog wanted because his brother-in-law yeah exactly <laughs> that's right <laughs> Oh my god. It's a popular name in the NFL. There's a lot of Josh Johnsons out there. Five foot ten slot receiver, uh eleven hundred yards for Tulsa last year. Dropped twenty eight c- catches in college. Uh whew. uh so I, I don't know if the Lions can throw some stick out his hands in training camp. Uh Zine Obeed, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Offensive lineman out of Ferris State. Uh, and then Khalil Pimpleton. Wide receiver out of Central name. Michigan. I, I told you guys I think uh, his athleticism really pops on tape. Uh. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Just full of puns in this episode. Five foot seven wide receiver, so a tiny guy. Uh, one seven, 170 passes caught for 2,100 yards and 12 touchdowns. Also ran for 40 times for 300 yards and five touchdowns. Um, and also threw it seven times in college for 180 yards and a touchdown and housed two punts for 48 yards for touchdown. So guy did a lot on the offensive side of the ball in college. Um, and then Corey Sutton, wide receiver out of Appalachian State. The uh, most Sunbelt's most dangerous deep threat uh, he was awarded. Demetrius Taylor, D-tackle out of Appalachian State. And Jermaine Waller, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Those are the undrafted free agents. That is the draft class for 2022. As I mentioned, it's going to transform the future yes. of this franchise. What kind of grade do you guys give this draft out of curiosity? Overall? Yeah, overall. Overall. I'm going to give it a solid A. I, I really like this draft. Yeah. I'm not gassing Me myself up either. I I'm going to give it an A, it too. Good. I really like it. Yeah. I, yeah. They targeted all the positions I had in my mock. Not, they didn't pick most of the players I had. Uh, but they, Well, I think they targeted all the receivers so early threw us off. Yeah, yeah, it definitely threw us off for sure. Yeah, they had yeah. all the positions you know, I had too, except I had them taking a running back at some point. Right, uh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. I wanted to sound Haskins, yeah. but well. I think I was hoping they'd pick a more elite linebacker earlier, but uh, the way it panned out, I, I like what they did. If you're going to take an offensive guy, you might as well get the freaking best one in the class. Right. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I'm okay with that, man. In my, okay yeah, in my opinion, that. they got the best D end and the best wide receiver. Two of their biggest positions in need, and they got the yep. best at both in this draft. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm excited. So really, really exciting. So all A's are on the board. A, 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 yes. A, A for Aiden Hutchinson, right? And hey, we got Hutch. Hey, yeah, we got yeah. Hutch. Hutch. Okay. <laughs> That's so awesome. I'm buying his jersey it's, for. It's sure. still so awesome. I, I mean, I was starting to lose hope for a while. The way the reports were going, leading up to the draft, you know, and I, oh man, I just really wanted to see him in a Lions uniform. Yeah. And, it's awesome. We wanted it for so many months and now it's happening. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. It's so cool. We thought it wasn't happening. We thought it was happening and not happening. And now we, because yeah. at first, like the Jaguars was talking about off the tackle for a while. I'm like, oh, we're going to get up. Yeah. Then, nope, Hutchinson was on the favor for a while. And then the week up. Yeah. So great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. And they got to the, beat the Packers last game of the season last year and that didn't cost them. Yeah. 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 Oh, that! <laughs> did you guys see that Packers fan live reacting to us trading up for Jameson? That was, oh, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> that was good. He was a Packers podcaster. And that if was you're the a, last elite receiver. And if you're on our live stream, uh, we had a, a Vikings fan, of my, uh, a buddy of mine, come on, and uh, he, he wasn't happy with the trade that they made either. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wasn't happy because they wanted Jameson Williams, too. Yeah. And the Packers guy wanted Jameson Williams. They all just wanted Jameson Williams. <laughs> he was like, I did, too. We got him. We did. All right, gentlemen. I think that's going to wrap it up uh, for us here. 
Um, thank you everybody for listening. Instagram at Drinking a Blue Kool Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Follow us on there, uh, just for to keep up on all our opinions. We want to hear your thoughts though too on the draft as well. So reach out. Love to hear it. Um, thank you to our producer Kid J. Yeah, on the live stream for this podcast. Absolutely. Uh, thank you to SidelineReport.com for hosting this podcast. In addition to Apple and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, please download, subscribe to it, and re- and please leave a review where you can. Um, but Sideline Report had a lot of stuff on the draft too, so go out and check it there. Um, other than that, you know, it's just a good time to be a Lions fan. Hell yeah, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I could talk to some other people that disagree just that based on their long history, but <laughs> I'm saying this is a good time to drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. A good time to be alive For and sure. be a Lions fan. <laughs> uh, man, so... I, AZ, can we wrap this up? I got to get to my dance class. <laughs> <laughs> and Connor's got to get back to his rhetoric. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I got to go. I got to bail. Uh, all right all right so we'll wrap it up uh just stay tuned (laughs) on what we'll be doing with the podcast uh over the summer here i wouldn't expect as frequent episodes uh for the next couple months here as we get into summer months and things got to slow down nfl news wise if if something comes up like some trade or some crazy uh don't we'll absolutely be on here but we'll we'll have we'll have something uh just be in the outlook but just want to let you know. Uh, this is a slow time, so it's also a slow time for the podcast. So maybe once every two weeks. Uh, just stay tuned. But otherwise, thank everybody for listening. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Can't wait for this upcoming year, this summer, everything like that. But last but not least, as always, go, go, Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain alliance victory. Big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big-